Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. Heavenly Father, uh, come Holy Spirit. Well, we know you're here, but we invite you now um, to, to move amongst us, to move through your word, by, by, by your good spirit um, in people's lives. Um, we pray you'd turn up in ways we didn't see coming, turn up speaking to people's hearts and minds, mighty God. You, you're well able to do that. It's, it's who you are, it's what you do. And so tonight we pray that it go on. God, um, may you do a good work. May you do a good work, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, right out. Go on, sit down. Get comfortable. Let me read to you um, from the Bible. might come up on the screen, Ephesians chapter 3. You know what they say about Ephesians? This is probably Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament. They they, they say this is probably his finest piece of writing. Um, For this reason, verse 14, for this reason I, I'll read it off here. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. We'll just keep moving through this text. The creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand Uh, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now to all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen, or amen, depending on your tradition. Verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth um, is named. Sorry, that he should give you, according to the riches of his glory, power to be strengthened by his Spirit, Um, Oh, here we go. In the inner man. I'll read it off here. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. Verse 15, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. Verse 16, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you within a strength. And, And this passage goes on. It talks about the depths of his love and it talks about the riches of his glory and it talks about the abundance that comes from him and how that he is able to do more than we dare ask, think or Imagine, depending on the version you, you read it from. And really, it's this great insight to God and to who He is. I wonder tonight if it's how you see Him. When you look at those verses, because when I look at those verses, to be honest with you, my prayer in the last few days in preparing is to go, God, I want my life to align with actually what I believe. I believe this is who you are, but if you are that grand and that glorious, and that generous, if you are that abundant in all of your ways, if that is really what flows out of you, if that is truly your heart towards me and towards your people, I don't think I'm there yet. 
I don't think I've got this nailed in a way that I want to. So God, I pray you turn up more. And so I want to talk to you for the minutes that we have tonight around an idea. It's simply this, an abundant mindset, an abundant mindset. And, and most of us live with a scarcity mentality or an abundant mindset. I wonder which one you live with. Let me read you, oh, it's coming on the screen from, I think from the Amplified Version from verse 20. This is where we're going to focus. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that has worked with it within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. I feel like Paul writes the equivalent in the original of super abundantly, probably struggling to fully grasp how big this is. It's like when you super abundantly, whatever that word is originally in the Greek, it's like Paul's looking for the biggest word he can possibly find to explain who God is and what God's like. Power is at work within us to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. To him, to that God, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And before we go back and just leave verse 20 on the screen for the rest of the message, I just want to talk about verse 21. Because in the end, to all glory be unto him forever and ever and ever. Amen. Whatever you and I do, this side of life, in the end, all glory be to him forever and ever and ever. Amen. He is, he is God and we are his people and we want him to get the glory. Now let's, let's stay in verse 20 as we think about Abundance. Can you believe this verse in the Bible? I, I want you to try and take it in, like strip back that some of you already know it and try to take this in now to Him. In consequence of the action of His power that is at work with, within us, is able to carry out His purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Um, let's talk about an, an abundant mindset. Let me talk, ask you some questions. Uh, here's my thought. Has, has Paul gone too far this time? You know, because some of us, if, if maybe you don't come from the tradition that I come from, you see that verse and you go, oh, Darren, you're going to talk about prosperity. Well, no, I'm not. But it's in the Bible. Superabundance, more than we could dare ask, think or imagine is, is there. I'm just quoting what the Bible says. And Paul is here and he's like, has he gone too far this time? Is this, is re this really sound theology? The superabundant God towards you and I. Is God, is he, is he really like this? And, and, and if he is truly like this, did this just apply to the Ephesians or... May we dare to believe that it actually might apply to you and to me. This superabundance that is extended towards us by the living God. And if it and if it is, if it is the case that what we read here is not it might have been written to them, but written for us, if that is the case, what do I do with that? Because that is off the chart. I haven't got I'm a bit like Paul, I'm trying to find the right words, but 
words fail me to come up with something beyond super abundant and that he might be able to do way beyond we might, that we might dare to think or ask or in some versions it says um, imagine. And I can tell you right now, I've got a good imagination. I spend, I don't know what fraction of my life, I've learnt that sometimes I put ideas out way too early and now I try to restrain myself and just keep them just a little bit in check. My imagination hasn't got any problems. It's, it's pretty solid. And the Bible says that he's able to do way beyond that. And it's not just saying it to tease me. It's not just saying it to torment you. It's saying that so we might get a glimpse of who he is and take hold of that in our lives. That's what he, God wants us to do. And so, God, I pray. I pray that you might open our eyes tonight to see just more than a little more of how you see, and I pray that you might affect our thinking, that we might leave tonight thinking more like you, and that it might be seeing, and it might be thinking, it might be an abundant mindset that is rooted in Scripture, Lord, and that is sound theology, and that changes the way we see and think, it colours everything, the way we even live this life out before you and amongst people, in Jesus' name. Would you say you live with more of a... uh, a scarcity mentality or an abundant mindset? Which would you live with? Given what we just read, which would you live with? I would say a scarcity mentality holds, withholds more than it needs to. It, it, it has scarcity around everything. It has scarcity around its time. It has scarcity around its money. It has scarcity you know, around everything. Scarcity, when, when someone else gets a promotion and you miss out, scarcity thinks that now you're no chance because the promotion's gone. Scarcity, hears me, praise Benjamin's new moustache, incredible as it is, um, just because I praise Benjamin's moustache doesn't mean I don't admire yours. Or both, or neither. You know when someone else gets praised and sometimes people feel that? But, but just because someone else gets something, it's not like there's a limited... Resource, it's not like there's scarcity for encouragement or praise or even promotion, you know. Even if there's only one promotion in a workplace, we serve the God who is able. And so, so we're not even limited by, by that. And God is on our side. Would you, would you say that your mindset is more a scarcity mentality or an abundance mindset? It's not to beat anyone up. It's so that tonight there could be, if it's scarcity, there could be something of a shift that a change could go on tonight in this moment, right here tonight, that something could go on that shifts that in your life and sets up your future. Now, scarcity, sometimes experienced Christians will um, call scarcity stewardship. Like people who know their stuff are able to sort of mold their scarcity mentality into sounds something that sounds spiritual, like a stewardship way of thinking. So stewardship, stewardship is disciplined, and, but it, you know you've got scarcity when the way I think and the way I act and the, the, the way I behave, um, it, it, it removes the God-honoring factor of it. Stewardship keeps God-honoring at the front and centre. Stewardship keeps disciplined living. It keeps generosity at front and center. Stewardship, godly stewardship keeps all those things front and center. When, when my scarcity is packaged as stewardship and God honoring is removed and generosity is removed, generosity of spirit or whatever, when those things become removed and the God honoring, the God first part of my life is moved to the sidelines, I've no longer got good stewardship. I've actually got a scarcity mentality or I'm just plain selfish. 
So let's go with a scarcity mentality. But God wants us to live with, I believe, I think he wants us to live with the same mindset we see in him here, which is an abundance mindset in the way we live our lives. No secret to anyone in the room. I was in Sydney this week. Well, that's a secret to you, but I was in Sydney for a couple of days speaking for a church and I, um, where I stayed, there was green grass. And I didn't realize just how long it was since I'd been at a house, because usually I stay at a hotel, with green grass. I was like, how cool is that? I was stunned. And I know that we've got, in case you haven't heard, there's, there's a water shortage. Did you know that? I know, right? I walked out the backyard yesterday and the two things, I was barefoot, which I never do, and there were two things. There was dirt and there was the bits of, I don't know what you'd call them, I wouldn't even call it grass, maybe hay. And when I stepped on it, the ground crunched beneath my feet. I haven't seen that in my life. And you could say that we've got a, like water's scarce. And it kind of is if you look at the pie that is Tamworth. But you know, if climate change is real and that's a new reality, they also say the oceans are going to rise by metres. So what if we had desalination plants and what if we just pipelined at Tamworth and maybe we'd have more water than we had before? Now, I know we've still got issues, right? I'm not, but I'm saying what we see is not all there is. And we're thinking about a pie like it's Tamworth when we're talking about the God who is unlimited. He doesn't run into drought. He doesn't wake up and go, heck, I did not see that coming. (laughs) And his resource does never run dry. And so of all people on earth, those who believe in Jesus have every reason to live with like an abundance mentality. So let me give you some thoughts. Let's just take it from from, um, this passage and, and, and let's read verse 20. I think if we'll just take this verse, if you did anything this week reading your Bible, just take this verse and the next because we always want to point back to God. But verse 20, now to him, okay, I probably need a different version than I've got there. You can keep that one on the screen, but this one says it, you know, well. Now to him who is able, it actually says, which is the, verse, the version most of us would, would know, right? Now to him now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or imagine or think according to the power that is at work within us. Now, to him who is able. I just want us to think about abundance for a moment and just stop there. To him who is able. God is, he's just able, isn't he? He's not running out of supply. He's not running out of means. He's, he's, got, it, he's got it all covered. God is able. God is able because he has has power to make all things possible. He can do things that we, we just can't get done, can't he? He can, he, can make it, he can make it happen to the God who is able. He doesn't look at circumstances and say, I'm not sure. He doesn't, he's not out of ideas. He's not short of resource. He, he is a God who is able. He has power and he has resource. And, and today we are reminded of that. No matter what's going on, that God is, God is able and there may be scarcity. I think if we don't know God, of course there's scarcity without God. If I don't know God today, there's good reason to be concerned about scarcity. But if I do know God, 
He's always got a way. He's always got a solution. Where there'll be lean times, of course. I was coming back down the hill from Armidale this afternoon and um, I remember right at the top of the Moonbies years ago when I stopped there. If you've been around since about 2008, you may have heard I was, was we'd stepped out in faith. I'd left my well-paid job. We were, I was cleaning toilets to help underwrite my salary for church and and I stopped at the top of the mountain. I'd just done a quote for a guttering um, roof business that I had. Thank God you didn't get me to do your guttering. You should be thankful for that. And I'd just done a quote. It's the middle of winter. I've stopped at the top of the Moonbies. I'm in my brother's 1977 Holden Road Day, a ute that he'd given me. I don't know how it was still registered. It, like everything squeaked and, and, uh, it had, and I was at an end of myself. I, had, I was literally wrapped in blankets to get home down the hill because the heater didn't work. It's freezing cold. It's late at night. And I pulled up on the side of the road. I had a text from Bron that we would be out of money by the week in terms of our business venture. And, and we had no means to get it. I had a job I could do, but no petrol to get to the job the next day. And I couldn't text or ring her back because I had a prepaid phone and I was out of credit with no means to up improve it. And so I'm on the side of the road at the top of the Moonbies, 2007, I think it was. And I thought I'll write myself a Job note because I'm confident God will turn up. Well, I don't know if I was confident. I feel confident now. Maybe I was just scared and hopeful. I don't remember. I'm sure you're never as confident as you remember it. And I had to get out of the car and write it down because the, the interior light didn't work and I had no way to get it fixed. And at the top of the Moonbies in the middle of the winter on a freezing cold night, I stood in the car headlight and wrote, God, this is my Job moment. We desperately need you to turn up. I've got little kids. We've stepped out in faith. I need you to turn up, God. For the next day, the next day, for the only time in my entire life, cash arrived in an envelope in the mail. I felt like a mafia boss. <laughs> cash. Cash arrived in the mail for the only time in my life. By the end of the week, we had the money to clear out most of the debt and keep going and I got to the job the next day because God, although I had scarcity without God, I had every reason to be terrified, but with God, God turns up because he's never out of resource. He's never at a loss. He never has a lack. And for you and for me, when we, when we, when we get that kind of mindset going on in our life, Something begins to change because that's the God we serve. And so with people, there might be, with life without God, there might be scarcity limitations, but with God, we now have abundant possibilities. It, it shifts in a moment of time. Now to him who is able, and then it goes on and it, it says this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, in the other version, it says, dare ask or think. To him who is able to do above what we dare ask or think. I just want us to think there about an abundant mindset. What would you dare to ask God? Here's maybe a better question first. What are you asking God right now? And has it got any dare in it? Because life has a way of shrinking us back, doesn't it? Um, a, 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 a prolonged wait before God has a way of just pulling us back towards a scarcity mentality. But 
just because there's a delay doesn't mean it's done. And so what, would, what, what have you been asking? I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, does it reflect the nature and the ability of an abundant God who is abundant towards you and towards me? Dare to ask. So let me ask you this. What dare to think it says? Dare to think. I have thoughts that I dare to think that I don't tell anybody. I'm not about to whisper them to you because they seem too daring. And the Bible says he's able to do far above and beyond that thought. Have you got that? Have you lost that? Tonight we can reclaim that or we can step into that, begin to start living out of that in our lives, this idea that whatever you can think and whatever I can think as it relates to being right and good and healthy and and just the desire of your heart before a God who loves you, that he's able to do beyond that which we could think, way beyond that which we, we could think. And I, I know for some people, they're like, Darren, you, maybe not in this room, they're like, Darren, you're going too far. No, I'm just trying to catch up with who he is, actually. You know, sometimes people will say, well, if you ask someone, you say, have you got all the truth, Joe? And Joe will go, no, Darren, I haven't got all the truth. And I go, well, Joe, let me show you a thought. And then Joe acts like he has all the truth. And, and, and that could how we come to this moment. All of us know that we haven't got all the truth. What if God is more abundant in his thinking and his action and his heart towards you and towards me than actually we've ever realized? What if he really is that way, despite what you've seen, experienced, the way it is right now, the super abundant superabundant God. And so what would you not currently dare to ask God? What would you think but not whisper to a soul? Uh, that, might, that might be a good place for us to start tonight, a good place for you to start, for me to start. And so for some of us, where, where has delay maybe stopped you? You were there, but now you pulled back from there. Where has his delay stopped you? You know, I like the idea Bronnie's mum could not have children. And something miraculous went on. She got prayed for and within weeks they knew she was pregnant. She then went on to have three children. Thank God for that. Bronnie was the third. Worked out well. Thank you, God. But, you know, Lee and Vic couldn't have children. They ended up getting one, one daughter. I wonder if a delay around that, I don't know everybody's story in the room, has meant you've pulled back from that. Maybe the superabundant God hasn't delivered yet, but it doesn't mean it's not done or over. Um, where is that for you? Where, where's the delay stopped? Whatever that is. What, what would be a daring ask for you, a God-honoring daring ask? Um, what would you not whisper? And let's start there. It says, um, now to him who is able uh, to do super abundantly far above all that we dare ask or think, um, and then I love this, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. That kind of takes a limit off, doesn't it? It's like everything is off. And so thinking about your thinking, thinking about my thinking, is my thinking more aligned with scarcity or abundance in my life? Where, where is it right now? Proverbs um, 23.7 in the New King James Version says, you know, speaking of a stingy man, it actually says, for as he thinks in his heart, so, so is he or so he is. And so the life we have is a reflection of the thoughts we think, isn't it? It, it really is over time, a reflection of the thoughts we think. The lives 
that we live are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, aren't they? You know, my life is, your life is. And if we can continue to change and shape our thinking by the word and grace of God, we can continue to change and shape our life as we move forward. The, the way of thinking affects everything. For as we think in our hearts, so we are. As we, as we think in our hearts, so we become. I like that idea. The idea that I can help my thinking can help who I'm becoming and help who you're becoming, can help who my children are becoming. And it's who we are, it's who we're becoming, and it's the direction that we're they're headed just the way we're thinking. And Jesus tells a story one day, um, which many of you will know, some of you won't, and he gives three guys in the parable, he gives three guys bags of money. He gives one, five or six, whatever it is, he gives another two, and he gives another one. And two of them go away and double it, they bring it back, and, and a third guy comes back and he did nothing with it. And so Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servants, to the two who doubled it. And, and he uses the word, I, I will abundantly bless you abundantly you would think he would abundantly bless the one who needs it the most because he's still got he says no I'll abundantly bless you and he says to the one who did nothing with it he says mate you wasted this you you did nothing with it and he's talking to the Christian life and he gets angry over nothingness he, 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 get, he actually gets wild. He talks about the master being wild at the idea that a Christian did nothing with everything. And he says, listen, take it off him, lunatic. Take it off him and give it to them. And let them be super abundantly blessed and cast the wicked out, the lazy out. And so in... In that story, the, 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 sorry, I was trying to remember where I was going. In that story, the, the, the guy who does nothing says this. He says, well, I knew that you were harsh. How did he know that? How did he know that the guy who gave them something and then abundantly blessed, how did he know that he was harsh? Was he harsh? Or was it just the way he thought? And did the way he think then change the way he behaved and then what flowed out of that? One of them had a way of thinking that was really hurting their current situation and would hurt their future, assuming it wasn't an excuse. It was just a way of thinking as he communicated it was. Imagine if he'd had the way of thinking of the other guys who actually went and did something with it and they were abundantly blessed by it. Our, our thinking is, is powerful and so let us be the kind of people who do something with it. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly more than all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. According to his power that is at work within us. What an incredible thought. The, the, the God who is abundant puts his power within us. And, and I think that an abundant mindset, an abundant, at some point we need to act out of it, don't we? We did it just the other week with Rise and Build, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We talked about, you know, sowing generously and how as we work with God, God works on our behalf, that he, he causes increase and supply and, and all that kinds of flows. So God who is at work within us and as we work with him, something super abundant can go on in and through and by our lives. And so taking action, consistent with an abundant mindset in our life. I, I want to encourage all of us in that, that we'd be those kinds of people. Let us take action that is consistent 
with an abundant mindset? Where, where would that be for you right now to take action consistent with an abundant mindset in rebellion against scarcity? There's not a moment to listen to the crowd. Most people won't go there. But it'd be great if this whole room and our whole church would go there. It'd be great for your life. So many people will live to their dying day on the side of scarcity. They'll be like the Brisbane Broncos playing a semi-final, they will. There'll be so few points and there'll be such a lack that you'll wish you never watched it. That was just for you. You and I have an incredible opportunity in the way we live before God. The superabundant God invites you and I to join Him as He is at work in us and through us. And something miraculous can go on. Something incredible can go on. So as I close, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to stand with me. I love the version that says, um, beyond all we could ask, think, or imagine. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes just for a moment as we wrap. And I want to ask you to begin to imagine right now. Just close your eyes, really focus. Don't let any distractions in. Don't just forget about everything you're about to do in two minutes from now. And just begin to, begin to imagine if the superabundant God was to turn up in your life. Just begin to imagine what that could look like, what, 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 it might, what you might think and what you might dare to think and dare to imagine. Can you... I just want you to think about that thought. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, like you did to Joseph, speaking in dreams. Come as you declared in your word and you said in the last days, you would give visions to young people, you would give dreams to older people. Come now, even in this moment. Mighty God is speaking into the hearts of people. I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd come and people would dare to think thoughts that are inspired by you, dare to imagine right now in this place. I wonder if you need to see miraculous healing in your body. I wonder if there's a dream in your heart for to, to even to, to build a business that's so God-honoring and so expansive, doing good, so in tune with expanding His kingdom on earth. I wonder if God would cause you to imagine, you know, even my grandmother, one point when none of her children were serving Jesus, I wonder if she even dared to imagine the days that her grandchildren stand in. I wonder if she dared to imagine. Have you got that thought? What would you dare to imagine tonight? I want you to take it, get it clear in front of you, and let's dare to ask. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we dare to ask tonight. You're the super abundant, the above and beyond God. Not my words, the inspired words of Paul from you about you. And so tonight we stand before you. God, the, the imaginations that are in the hearts of people, the, the thinking, the dreams right now in Jesus' name, we commit them to you that you might cause us to be those who dare and that you might be the God who turns up, that you might inspire us with steps to take and things to do, bold moves to make, but above all of that, you, God, turning up in the midst of everything.
We thank you that we live not in the land of scarcity, Lord, defined by what's around us, but we live in the land of abundance as declared by the living and mighty God. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.